You got it. We back. Episode 90, I think. We getting there. We getting close. We getting close. Total make a wish. 11-11. What she tweeted. Let me be your genie. Sneaking, linking. We don't tell it. Kissing, touching, breathing. Here before PlayStation got you ready. Beat it, but don't support the mystic. No. Ever heard a soul tie? My life a highly rated series. This little episode live. This little pussy got some power. I can't lie. It got me weak. Open, fresh up out the shower. She look good enough to eat. That little pussy got some tricks. Grip my dick when it squeeze. Move them quickest, be the best. Got my up. I'm going to do something for the 100th episode, too, man. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to do something, man. I think it, I got to think about what it's going to be, but we episode 90. We getting there. Don't give a fuck if she lies. That little pussy call, she gets some from me every time. She like, don't get out this bed without fucking me. Better not play. Said I was on punishment from here, then she sucking me. Yeah, okay. This might not mean that much to you, but it's something to me. I said, love. Won't text her back for hours. Keep her mind wondering. Miss my presence, my company. Go. That pussy talk to me, I sing to her. She want my heart, but I'm just too player to get to her. Ain't even lie the way she ride up a stain on my brain. Feeling a mellow vibe right now, man. Ain't nothing like that fresh out of the shower. That's crazy. Money bag. Money bag be having jams, man. I don't know why. He definitely up there, man. I mean, his catalog is, is is crazy. Definitely, you know what I mean? I caught half a concert of Money Bag when I went to Detroit. The other half they canceled the show. But um still, it was still lit though. And I can't wait to go back to Detroit, man. I really can't. I can't wait to go back to Detroit. Hopefully it's sooner than later. And shout out CMG, the label too. I think they still, I think they still on top when it comes to like top labels right now. I can't think of another label that's pushing out artists that's that's making hit records. Other than them, I, I'm trying. I mean, I'm really trying to think. I mean, Young Money, 
I mean, of course, you know, Drake, Nikki. I mean, I, I guess you could say them, but other than that, CMG and Glorilla just dropped that snippet for the new jam she about to drop. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Big Glow. Yeah, man. Shout out to CMG, man. Gotti and them holding it down. Um, Yeah, you got an episode 90. I never know what, what kind of vibe I'm going to be in when I start the episode. I guess the, the music always kind of tell you where I'm at right now. I'm just kind of in the mellow, just kind of chill, kind of laid back. I just came back from the pit game from my, from my squad. We took a pretty bad L to my other team, to my, my Duke Blue Devils. I mean, it wasn't a bad loss. I mean, it, the fact of the matter is that sometimes when you, you know, sometimes it's just about the ball going in the hole. Pause. But, um, yeah, Duke shot 60% from the field, 50% from three. It's kind of hard to be the team when they shoot in that high percentage. And we didn't shoot that well. We shot about 30% from the field, maybe 25 from three. And part was us missing shots. The other part was their defense. So, I mean, you know, that, that's just sometimes that's how, the, the, you know, sometimes it's how it goes. But but shout out to uh to Pitford for putting on a game for the ALS uh, Foundation. Um, so the game had it, you know, had some significant meaning to it. Uh, in regards to that, um, ALS, you know, remember they had the ice bucket challenge, and, and you know, it's definitely one of the diseases that they're still trying to find a cure for, and it's killing people at a rapid rate. So hopefully, uh, you know, kind of bring more light, more awareness to it. And we can some somehow get a cure for ALS sooner than later. You know, it's almost as deadly as cancer. Because when you get it, I mean, it just kind of deteriorates your body from that point on. So, um, but but yeah, man, shout out to uh, to to Pitt for putting on that game and and for the cause, man. So some like something like that is bigger than basketball. You know what I mean? So of course, there's, you know the the game they lost the game, we lost the game, and. You know, whatever that is, but but that moment, halftime, when you bring out the, you know, some people that you know are in the ALS Foundation, the Western Pennsylvania chapter, it's bigger than basketball. It's it's things like that that are bigger than basketball. So, but yeah, man, you know, tough game, man, very tough game. But anyway, man, you got it. Episode ninety. I'm just out here kind of winging it again. No docket. But we just doing what we do, man. Definitely doing what we do. So we had the, the college football national championship yesterday. I was going to record yesterday after the game, but I was a little distraught after the game for real, for real, because the game didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer. Uh, Michigan ended up winning the national championship. They beat Washington. I think it might have been like 37, what, 13, something to that effect, something like that. Um, It was 20 to 13 somewhere in the third quarter, and I thought it was going to be, you know, I thought Washington was going to kind of tie the game up. But, I mean, they missed a couple of throws here and there, a couple of receivers dropped some balls. Uh, Michigan's front line kind of dominated. I mean, and, and sometimes, for the most part, the game is one in the trenches. The offensive line, defensive line. And Michigan, they were just mauling Washington, Washington's players. That's what I, what I was kind of worried about. Um. With Washington, you know, if it was a track meet, I figured they was going to be able to do something. But once Michigan started out running the ball down their throats, and 
You know, you, the run game can can take the will out of another team. <laughs> that could definitely happen. So, uh, shout out to Michigan. You still got an asterisk medal championship to me. Um, you got caught cheating this year, stealing signs. Hardball was suspended. I don't care what anybody says. The championship to me gets an asterisk. Uh, period. Point blank. I mean, it's kind of like when the Patriots won and they were stealing signs. Yeah, you won the championship, but you get an asterisk back. You were stealing signs. You got caught stealing the signs. I don't see and he, and he got suspended. Like it's not like, and there's a reason why. Like everybody keeps talking about Hardball leaving Michigan. Of course he's leaving. He doesn't want to penalize. Get he was he doesn't want the school to get penalized for for what he did. And. He doesn't want the players to suffer either. The only way that's going to happen is if he's no longer there. So I don't see him staying because just for the simple fact that, you know, they're going to have to pay some stiff penalties. I mean, he got the the suspension already, but I don't think the NCAA is done with them. I just don't, I just don't think so. Did they look like the better team? Not really. They got away with a, a lot of flags, you know, a lot of a lot of calls that didn't go Washington's way. I believe Washington more beat themselves than Michigan beat them. Um, the score definitely indicates that Michigan probably dominated the game. But, yeah, if you get the ball multiple times and Washington's going three and out because of missed passes, drop passes, flags, um, self-inflicted wounds, then, yeah, the score can get a little, a little lopsided. But, you know, nonetheless, Michigan did what they did. Uh, finally, is showing for the Big Ten. They've never really showed well in the playoffs, um, but they did this year. But uh, like I said, to me, they cheated. They get an asterisk. Whatever. Where's Harbaugh going to go next? Who knows? Um, San Diego's a, a destination. Um, not a bad spot for him to go if he's going to come back to the NFL. Uh, the Tennessee job just opened up with Mike Vrabel surprisingly getting fired. I'm really surprised by Mike Vrabel getting fired. He was just coach of the year, maybe what, two years ago, three years ago, something like that, somewhere around there. Um, that team was decimated by by front, the front office because they just kind of got rid of all their good players, one of those players being A.J. Brown. They try to replace him with DeAndre Hopkins, but still, you would still want to keep those skilled players. And yeah, they got rid of, I think, the tight end. I forget what his name was. I mean, they got rid of some players, man. King Henry was still there, but he was there by himself. Ryan Tannehill. I mean, just just surprised. I'm just surprised that the Titans got rid of Mike Vrabel. If Bill Belichick leaves and the Patriots job is open, I think Vrabel may get a call for that. Not sure if, if Belichick's going to leave or not, so I guess that's that's definitely up in the air right now. <laughs> so we'll kind of see what happens with that. Um, oh, and speaking of coaching, shout out to Eric Spolstra for getting that eight-year, $120 million deal. And, you know, I think LeBron, he, he loves Coach Spo. Eight years, $120 million is a lot of money for him. That's a lot of money, but but clap it up for him. He got He got paid. He definitely got paid. We'll make it clap. We'll make it clap. Is he worth every penny? I don't know, but I mean, I haven't seen an NBA coach do more with less other than than uh, Eric Spolster. So, 
But we'll we'll see what happens. I think the coaching carousel with uh, the NFL is 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 going to be pretty interesting to see when these dominoes start falling. But I do expect some more minorities to get hired, being the fact that all three made the playoffs. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, what else we got? We got wild card weekend coming up. And everybody's excited for that. I definitely am. I seen a meme. It had a picture with a dude. He had two Uno cards on his face. They were wild cards. It said, what are we up to this weekend? They had two wild cards on his eyelids over his glasses. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, but, yeah, we wild card weekend, man. So, And I got bad news from my Steelers that Mike Tomlin delivered today that TJ Watt will not be playing in the playoff game. Um, that's a backbreaker that hurts a lot. We'll see if, uh, Nick Herbig can step up and play well. I, for some reason, I still, I have a feeling that TJ Watt is going to do whatever he can to play in the game. Now, whether or not he finishes the game is a different story, but I don't see him missing the game. So I, I you know, I don't know. As of right now, he's not going to play, but that, that is a significant loss for my Steelers moving forward into this game. And with that being said, I, you know, I got a top five list. I'm going to do a top five list for the my final rankings of the NFL season for teams. But we're gonna, we'll get into that a little bit later or maybe next episode. But right now I'm doing my top five uh, impact players for this weekend's wildcard games, non-quarterback edition. Because of course you could pick the quarterbacks for for you know each 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 game and probably use them as the impact player to, to be the one that's going to determine what happens um, in each game. So I did make this list of non quarterbacks. Okay, so this list is of non quarterbacks. Coming in at number five, we have Nico Collins of the Houston Texans um, on a year eighty receptions, twelve hundred ninety seven yards. He has been C.J. Stroud's security blanket. He has been uh, – he, he actually started the last game um, against the Colts with a, what was 75-yard touchdown reception. So if the Texans are going to beat the Browns this weekend, I'm assuming that him and C.J. Stroud are going to connect um, more than a couple of times. He's going to have to make some plays for his quarterback. And I, I kind of see that happening. I, I definitely kind of see that happening. I got I got the Texans winning this weekend against the Browns. I just I just don't. I'm just not sold on Joe Flacco. So I got the Texans winning this weekend. If they are going to win, it is Nico Collins is going to have to have a very big game, and I do expect that to happen. Um. Yeah. So I got Nico Collins coming in at number five. Coming in at number four, I have DeAndre Swift. From the Philadelphia Eagles uh, on a year, 1,049 yards, five touchdowns. Um, Philly's been on, they've been on the snide. They've been, you know, they've been battling the last couple games, last couple weeks, one and five over the last six. Man, it's going to be tough for them, but I, I feel like there's too much pressure on Jalen Hurts to make plays every time uh, for that team. And the way to alleviate that pressure is to get the run game going. And DeAndre Swift, if they can get him going against Tampa Bay, which I think they should be able to do, 
I think that that kind of goes a long way for them moving forward uh, in the playoffs. And I got, I'm not one of the people that are writing Philly out. I, I just don't, I'm not writing them off right now. I feel like they're going to come back. I feel like they might find their footing in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. I'm sitting here watching Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I used, I remember I used to rock with this heavy. Scrappy and Eric, it looked like they getting back together. But anyway, and it's been the block season always. Been the block season always. But uh, yeah, I got DeAndre Swift coming in at number four, man. I, I think that I, I honestly think that Philly blows Tampa Bay out. Mm, Tampa Bay story is is you know it's a good story. Baker Mayfield led them to the playoffs. Yeah, he inherited a playoff team, so here nor there. Um, coming in at number three, I have uh, Amon St. Brown from the Detroit Lions. 119 receptions, uh, 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns. Detroit, once again, shout out to Detroit. You know, I'm rocking with y'all heavy. I feel like y'all are going to be in a shootout. I feel like y'all are going to be in a shootout with the Rams. And if you're going to win that shootout, I think that St. Brown is going to have to have a very big game. Of course, he's capable of taking the top off the defense. He's also capable of taking a slant and going, you know, 80 yards as well. And I feel like, you know, with the Rams, man, they got Super Bowl pedigree. You know, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. You know, they're playing indoors in the Dome, you know, in Detroit. They haven't had a playoff game in a long time. And it's going to be very exciting. I think this is the first playoff game in Ford, what is it, Ford, Ford Field. Um, so I feel like, you know, St. Brown, if, if he can get that crowd energized with, with, you know, with some big plays, down the field for for Jared Goff. That can go a long way for them. That can go a long, long way for them. Um, do I have Detroit beating the Rams? I don't. As of right now, I don't. I, I got to see how I'm feeling, man. Of course, I'm always rooting for Aaron Donald. Um, hometown, you know what I mean, from here. Went to my alma mater. So I'm definitely rocking with him heavy. So, yeah, I got the Rams winning. Just just for the simple fact that, boom, um, I want to see Boom, you know, win a playoff game. I want to see Boom get back to the Super Bowl, for real. So we'll see. Uh, shout out to AD, man, for sure. Um, coming in at number two, this is actually a this is actually a uh, combined number two. Because I really couldn't decide who was more important between these two. And it's Tyreek Hill and Rosim Raheem Mozart. Tyreek Hill, of course, you know what he does. 119 receptions, eight, almost 1,800 yards, 13 TDs. Um, the most feared offensive weapon in all of football. I don't think anybody puts more fear in opposing defenses than Tyreek Hill. And the thing about him is that you have to pretty much put two people on him. You put one person on him, they're getting burnt all day, every day. If Miami is going to go into Kansas City where it is going to be negative two degrees at kickoff, they're going to need a big game from him. But they're also going to need a big game from Mozart. 18 touchdowns on the year, 1,000 yards rushing. And it's like if they can get him going in that cold weather, 
I like their chances, man. I, I don't think a lot of people are giving them a chance to go into Kansas City and win a game just for the simple fact they haven't won any games. I think they won one game against a team above 500 this year. And it's just like, and I got to stop saying it's just like, I got to stop saying that. I don't know where that came from. But listen, if Mozart can get going and they can kind of get their, you know, their play action game going with him and Fantabry kill, big things can happen. You know, Kansas City's susceptible this year. Their defense is not playing as well. Chris Jones, of course, is a, is a force on defense. But Kansas City, you know, I mean, Patty, you can never count Patty out. But Patty doesn't play defense. And I think if you want to, if you're in Miami and you can control the clock and keep Patty off the field, you know, bracket Travis Kelsey, you have a strong, you have a chance. You have a chance. You definitely have a chance. So I got them as, as two and two A and two B. But I couldn't really decide. Coming in at number one, I had to go with my Steelers. I got to go with Najee Harris. Najee finished the year with a thousand yards, I think a thousand, almost eleven hundred yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, he's been playing good ball the last couple weeks since we went on this three-game winning streak. And I only got Najee at number one because it's my team. So yes, this is, this is a biased list. I'm biased for my team. I'm not. I'm not. You know, bashful about this. So I got Najee coming in at number one on this list. If we're gonna beat the Bills in Buffalo. In those conditions, we got to turn it into a Steeler football game, which is run the ball, stop the run. That's we got to turn it into that. We got to we got to muck the game up, make it ugly and sloppy, and make it a physical football game. In those conditions, if we can do that, we can go into Buffalo and win the game. I have us going in Buffalo and winning the game. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are giving us a chance. But I believe if we can get Najee rolling, him and Jalen Warren, uh, more Najee than Warren, though, because in those conditions, Warren has been a little, he's had butterfingers just a little bit. Uh, so hopefully it's dry out so he don't have to worry about that. If it's dry out, then I don't have no problem uh, with Warren doing what he does. Um, of course, every running back fumbles at some point. I mean, nobody holds on to the ball all the time, but still. I like I like the way Najee's been running. You know, he he's a finisher on his runs. He always falls forward on his runs. If you hit him in the backfield, more than likely he's still going to carry you for maybe two or three yards. And I think that he's going to be Mason Rudolph's best friend this weekend. He'll also be our defense's best friend this weekend, being the fact that T.J. Watt is going to be out. And if we can get a big game from Najee, Keep Josh Allen off the field, man. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good. And I know, I know, a lot of people didn't want to see us in the playoffs. And after Tennessee beat Jacksonville, you know, I know the rest of the AFC. I mean, the AFC is open. I mean, we we beaten Baltimore twice this year. They're the number one seed. I don't think nobody wanted us to get in the playoffs. But once, once you know, once Tennessee beat Jacksonville, you know what they were saying. I know that ain't who I think it is. Yeah, that's Mike Tomlin and them boys. We coming. That we coming. We definitely coming. So that's my top five impact players 
for this weekend's wild card games. Coming in at number five, Nico Collins. Coming in at number four, DeAndre Swift. Coming in at number three, Mont St. Brown. Coming in at number two, A and two B, Mozart and Tyreek Hill. Coming in at number one, Najee Harris for this weekend's wild card games. And I'm looking forward to this weekend. I really am. I'm looking forward to uh, wild card weekend. I want every game to be good or every game to be close somewhat. I don't want any blowouts, although I do feel like Tampa Bay is going to be a blowout. But I think other than that, though, I think the rest of the games are going to be pretty good games. I think that we've got pretty good matchups for most of the games. So I wouldn't mind seeing Houston blow out uh, Joe Flacco and the Browns, though. I don't know. And Jeff Saturday's uh, top five list, he took over for Stephen A's list. His list with Cleveland at number three, it was horrible. That's got to be the worst list I've ever seen on Stephen A's list. And he always talks about Stephen A's list and kind of gives him bad grades. He deserved the worst grade of the year this year. Like his top five, not having Detroit in their top five or or, uh, not having Kansas City and, and having the Browns. It's just ridiculous, man. And I know Cleveland beat the 49ers, and I know Cleveland beat the Ravens, but still, they're not one of the best five teams in football right now. They're, they're just not. So I don't know where he got that from. I mean, I know where he got it from, but they, they're just not. I mean, they have a good defense. Miles Garrett, speaking of good defense, T.J. Watt, unanimous defensive player of the year. It should be his stats or hitting shoulders above Miles Garrett, who everybody thinks – should win the award, but not me. I don't think so. So, um, but yeah, man, that, that's what we got, man, for our top five impact players uh, this weekend. We're going to do it, probably do another top five list before the wild card weekend. Maybe we'll do it defensive players um, or quarterbacks. We'll do one of the, one of the two, but I'll give, I'll give you another top five list before this weekend's wild card game. And we're going to rock out like that, man. Yeah, that's that's what we got going on. But I'm definitely excited. I'm definitely excited for this weekend. Uh, shout out to the Lakers. They got a, a tough home win tonight against the Raptors. Uh, AD showed up. He looked very strong. I think he had 42 and maybe 16 or something like that. Uh, LeBron, 24 and 12. Um, if they can get that Anthony Davis, the Lakers can get back on track. They can definitely get back on track. Um, sending prayers out to John Morant. Unfortunately, he tore his labrum and, and had to have season-ending surgery. And that's just upsetting news. He had just got back from suspension. He was playing some good basketball. The Grizzlies were, were you know, getting ready to turn the corner and get ready to do what they could do and get back in this playoff race. And out goes 12. I was just, I mean, yeah, it's just sad, man. It was sad, man. I was, I was sad to hear the news. Just unfortunate. Uh, Memphis did show up tonight. They did get a win tonight. Um, first game without job, but yeah, just a sad, just sad, man. I, I don't really know how else to put that situation, other than just being sad for Jaw. Uh, keep your head up, Jaw. Definitely always rooting for him. He's one of the bright young stars of the NBA. Um, one of the faces, you know, the young faces, and and for him to be out for the whole year is just yeah, just upsetting, man. Just very upsetting. So, the Lakers, man, we got to see if y'all can get back in it. See if y'all can get back into it. You know, the Raptors coach after the game was very upset 
the Lakers shot, I think, 24 free throws in the fourth quarter to the Raptors, too. Um, he definitely voiced his opinion, you know, about that. Um, you know, you just gotta that's come with this, you gotta take that in stride, you know, if you're the Raptors coach. But at the end of the game, they were fouling to try to get back in the game, so that's here nor there. But, um, let me go ahead and transition out of that, out of the sports. We'll kind of get into my no no of the week. And my no-no of the week is going to Tori Hart, Kevin Hart's ex-wife. Ah, man, this is this is just crazy. Like, Tori Hart, of course, okay, so Tori Hart uh, and Kevin Hart obviously are not together. Kevin Hart's been married to uh, Aniko for probably a couple years now. Um, but, you know, Kevin and Tori do have two kids, uh, Duke and Hev, and they're actually getting big too. Now think about it, like that's, yeah, they've grown up. You know, when you watch celebrities' kids grow up, it definitely be crazy because you just see them like from the whole time. You know, they're always in the cameras, and you know, Kevin Hart's making TikToks with them and, and stuff like that. So that's always kind of cool to see. Um, definitely, probably a little nerve wracking, but definitely cool to see. But uh, nonetheless, though. Um, they have the two kids. Uh, of course, the Cat Williams interview has been making waves. Uh, shout out to Club Shay Shay Unk. The, it's at, I think, 36 million views, 37 million views right now, that interview. And, of course, Kevin Hart and Cat Williams haven't always gotten along. <laughs> and with that being said, I mean, you know, Cat Williams took some shots at Kev on the on the on the podcast, Kevin Hart did respond back a little bit, but not really. He just said, you know, what you do with the circus, you, you just, you don't entertain it. You just watch from afar, something to that effect. And now we have Tory Hart going on tour with Cat Williams to do a couple of shows with him. Now, the reason why she's getting this no-no, okay, and now this is a premeditated no-no because, of course, I don't really know if this conversation was had or not. But if there was not a conversation had with Kevin Hart prior to her taking this this gig, then she yeah this is an all out no no for her. This is a no no. Now if there was a conversation had and it was you know benefits the kids and she's bringing the money and it's gonna help the kids out, this no no by all means take this no no away. But if that's not the case, which we don't know, and, and they asked Kevin Hart about about you know him about her going on tour with Cat Williams, he said I hope the short the, you know the, I hope the tour. Goes great, cool, understandable. That doesn't that does not like absolve her from what she's doing. Like you're basically going on tour with the ops. Who does that? You're my baby's mom. You still like we still like we might not be together, but we still you know what I mean. There's still some level of respect there where you ain't supposed to be messing around with the ops. Not over some money. I got money. You need money. I. If you're Kevin Hart, I got money. You need money, I give you some money. But you don't go on tour with the ops. That's not you don't you don't do that. Again, again. If there was a conversation had prior to her taking this gig, all bets are off. But I'm gonna go under the assumption that that conversation was not had, and she's just out here just being reckless. This is reckless woman behavior. This is a this is this reckless woman behavior. 
for real. And I don't understand in what world would she think that that is okay. Now, granted, you know what I mean? I don't know her relationship with, with Cat Williams, but that doesn't matter to me. You with the ops, you messing around with the ops. I'm not rocking with you for real. Like, that, like this, this, I'm just not, especially this soon after what Cat Williams just did. This The interview was just a week old. It's not even a week old. And you and you you want you gonna go on a press run with him after he was just dissing me? Nah, man, no, nah, I I can't go for that, man. No way, in no way, shape, or form can I go for that. And, and, and with that being said, this no no, there was a Tory Hart for just being just just moving just moving reckless out here and just wow. I don't, yeah, I I don't, I just don't see it, man. I just I don't I don't see why you would want to do that. You know what I mean? I just, I just don't, I don't see why you want to go mess with the ops. In, in no way, shape, or form. There's a million comedians out here, and you pick the one that I got beef with to go on, you know, to go do some shows with. Yeah, you're, you're, you're out of pocket, man. You're out of pocket. And, and, and as a millionaire, billionaire, gazillionaire that Kevin Hart is, man, I could give you some money if that's what it's about. And I don't like it, man. For that reason, Tory Hart, this no-no goes to you because you're just moving reckless out here. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't go for it, man. I, I just can't, man. I just can't. Now it it does seem like that like they're cool co-parenting wise, but still, still it's it's just too soon. The interview just came out. I, I'm not with it. I'm not with it at all. Um, speaking of co-parents, um, news from Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert. This is their their situation is getting messier and messier. I got this story from the Jasmine Brand. Tiana Taylor is accusing Iman Shumpert of you know being under the influence with the kids. Um, basically just being reckless with the kids, making them catch rad shares while he's catching um, private private cars and limos to, to different, you know, they're going to the same spot. And I hate this for Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumper. I hate it. I do. Because I think that they've done such a good job of keeping their business out of, you know, off social media. And now all of a sudden it's like it's everywhere. It just seems like now their stuff is everywhere, man. And I just, I, I hate that, man. I mean, we love, we love Tiana Taylor, we love Junie, we love Amon Shumpert, like we, we love them. You know what I mean? On TT, we, I mean, we, we rocking with them heavy. But I don't like seeing their business all in the streets. I just don't. It's, I don't just like with Jeezy. I don't like seeing Jeezy's business all in the streets. Those are two people who, I, like, I would never think that their business would be all in the streets. Like, I, I just, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, man, I just don't like it. I wish it was, that was not the case at all. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know where these documents are coming from. And, and I, I just, I don't know where it's coming from. But somewhere along the lines, their business is just out here. It's, it's definitely just out here. Uh, hopefully, you know, Tiana Taylor puts out a statement that says this is false. 
I would love for that to be the case because I don't want to think that Iman Shumpert's out here doing that, not dancing with the stars, Iman Shumpert, not NBA champion, Iman Shumpert. I know he ain't out here moving like that. At least I don't think he is. You know what I mean? And and with that type of information, man, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to know, I don't want to know that. You know what I mean? I, I just don't want to know that. But, you know, for some people, Yeah, for some people where you're not entertained, you got to be. If you're seeing that, you got to be entertained. So I just don't want to, yeah, I just don't want to, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to see that. Oh, she was trying to slap Mama D. Was that Bambi trying to slap Mama D? Oh, man. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta used to be my, I used to watch that faithfully, too. Especially with Stevie J and Jocelyn. All Blueface and Gershon or Stevie J and Jocelyn. They were the originators. <laughs> Yeah, man, but I, I hate that for for Tiana and uh and Iman, man. So, you know, hopefully they, you know, kind of can get this situated and get back together. I like them as a couple. So I, I'd like to see them kind of get get back in the get back in that situation, man. He used to call what he used to call it, Tiana what did Iman Shumper call it? He called it uh he called it oh, I forgot what he used to call it, uh Tiana Teller. Some sort of demon or something. I forget what it was, man. He used to call it some sort of demon. But yeah, man, that, that's crazy, man. We don't want to. We don't want to see that. We don't want to see that for for our good sis Tiana Taylor at all. Um. But yeah, man. You know, it's, it's and when I think about when I think about them and how t- how sexy Tiana Taylor is and, and <clears throat> even the same thing with like Jeezy and stuff like that. You know, there's just certain, there's just certain like levels of respect that you just don't really expect to see. Now, now I don't think that Tiana Taylor has not really been the person that put out this statement. You don't really see, you don't really see that from them because you, there's a level of respect that always goes a long way. You know what I mean? In those type of relationships. <clears throat> and when you don't hear the woman, you know, kind of talking reckless about the man you just know that there, there's like a sense of like there's just a sense of yeah just a level of respect man i don't, I don't really know how the how other way to put it and as i was watching lip service okay angela Yee's lip service with with malcolm mays and london brown um that's you know lulu and care from snowfall that's malcolm mays london brown is, is uncle marvin he made it he made a statement you know, on the episode, and I want to know if y'all think this is true. Let's let's, let's tap into to what London Brown says in regards to um, you know, dudes and females and and respect level that females show show guys. Guys, know sometimes mm-hmm. when anytime I hear I'm out and about and I see a woman talking to a dude reckless, I know I know it's, it's sex. It's, it's called trash. Sex. That's it. Trash. Okay. That's trash. Okay. Women talk to you different when you when when at the end after it's all said and done. Okay. When that guy is it's putting good. it down, there's a different kind of respect. Now that's one level of respect. And then you know if you got stuff together, got a job, and you got a career and all that. Stuff, have an all these things are layers to yeah, respect. Okay. But if that Maybe sex is trash, that's a good case study, right stand there. On. Is that true, Susan? Okay, now let let's let's talk about it, man. Listen, let's talk about it. Do women 
base the level of respect that they show a man based on how he puts it down in the bedroom. I and and I had I had to kind of think, you know, about my experiences and, and you know what I've been dealing with throughout the years and whatnot and what forth and. I've had some instances where where women have, you know what I mean? They've been a little out of pocket. Now, was I good with them in the bedroom? I had to think about that. I might not have been as, I might not have been, you know, I told y'all before, I think I'm like an eight, 8.5. I can give you a nine and a half or 10 sometimes depending, but I can also give you a two or three. You know, you just never know. You know what I mean? With men, you know, we, we, you just never know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? It's a little different for a woman. Usually, they're going to be decent. You know what I'm saying? Like they're usually going to be decent. A woman's never going to be like a zero, but a man, yeah, you can two, you can two pump chump. You could, you know what I mean? And and I thought, man, I've definitely had some women that have, have been a little, you know, out of pocket sometime. And when I think back, they might've been mad. They might've been mad, man. They might've been mad. I might not have put it down like I need to put it down, but I do notice the difference when I do put it down. I do know that much. I mean, you know, going back to my last situation, I might have been like a, I might have been batting maybe like 25%, which is not a high percentage. You know what I mean? Not a high percentage. But the the two or three times that, you know what I mean? I did kind of, you know, give her 8.5 to maybe like a nine and a half, 10. I did get a different attitude. From from her, I did get a, I did I did get a different attitude, but I didn't think it was strictly based off that. But when I listen to London Brown, you know, talk about that, but I will. I mean, it kind of I kind of think it does go hand in hand, just a little bit. Like if you can if you can make a you know if you can make a woman, you know, give her. You know, make her see stars. I don't, I'm trying to trying to use you know PG rated words, but if you can make her see stars and and make her legs shake and yeah, she she's gonna treat you a little different. She's gonna treat you just a little different. Now, of course, he goes on to talk about you know a different level of respect about a man you know having all this stuff together, a man that's a provider. Um, you definitely get the respect from that as well. But you know when i when i think about it man I, i've definitely had instances where i've definitely been been treated like a king you know but but those women i definitely i think i was a little bit better in the bedroom with them so i you know i i definitely i gotta hear y'all thoughts on this man. i definitely gotta hear y'all thoughts man please tap in with me let me know if, the, if this is true ladies is that true does it the way a man puts it down in the bedroom does that affect how you treat him and talk to him? You know, does that does that affect, you know, because, you know, you got the whole alpha, beta, male type of thing. Is it possible for a beta to put it down in a bedroom and you still respect him the same way? Or does that only go for alphas? Like, how does that work? You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not all big on the alpha, beta thing that's here or there, but... Yeah, man. You know what I mean? I, I definitely got to think about that. But you definitely, you know, you, you get texts back faster. You might get responses back faster. That that definitely, that I mean, when I'm thinking about it, I think London, he might be on to something. I think he might be on to something. But I've definitely had instances where, where 
you know, I've gotten to the bedroom and it's been. And then it's like, wah, wah. Or what if he comes too quick? What if you just take your clothes off and he's like, huh. <laughs> I've I've definitely I've been I think every man has been like that before. You know what I mean? When you get when you get in it and it's uh, every man has been like that, man. Every man has been like that, man. I gotta I gotta tap in with me and let me know, man. Yeah, definitely gotta tap in with me and let me know if if that's if that's what's going on out here, ladies. Is that's is that what's going on? That y'all don't y'all don't, y'all y'all talk to men differently based on how. You know, they put it down in the bedroom. We got, yeah, man, we're we going we going to do a little deeper dive into that, man. Definitely going to do a little deeper dive in that. You know what I mean? And then, you know, when you when you get into different certain things, you know, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. We'll get into a deeper dive with that a little bit later on. Um, Maybe next episode, we'll, we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper, man. But I'm going to definitely try to get some feedback uh, about that. I'm gonna definitely try to get some more feedback about that, man. And that made me think about that made me think about you know the whole thing with Fifty and Vivica and and, and how Vivica she just wouldn't leave Fifty alone, man. Fifty must have put it on her, man, because she will not leave Fifty alone. She just won't. And and Fifty been been moved on many a times, but she stayed having Fifty. You know what I mean? And Fifty said that something about she, you know, Fifty said something about her licking his butt and something crazy. Yeah, that's that's nuts, man. That's nuts. But speaking of Vivica, you know what I mean. Speaking of Vivica, I'm giving her a player. Play my, my she's getting this player hater segment is, is dedicated to her. She, you know, of course, Taraji P Henson is, you know, Taraji, our auntie, our auntie Taraji has been going out here petitioning for black women to get paid more, um, you know, for the roles that they're taking, and she has to work harder because she's not getting paid as much as other actresses and, and this, that, and the third. And then Vivica Fox, they put a mic in front of her. She goes on to say that that's not her experience. Vivica Fox, what happened to standing in solidarity? What happened to that? What happened to standing in solidarity with your, with your sister, with Taraji? You're trying to help other females in y'all position, get paid. It's not just about y'all. It's about the people that are coming up behind y'all. And then you go out and make that statement. It's like cutting your nose off to spite your face. And I don't understand why she would even say that openly in front of a bunch of, you know, cameras and, you know, TMZ, whoever else was there. I don't know why she would say that because it's basically just kind of acting like Taraji don't know what she's talking about. And to me, that's, that's, that's level one hating right there. That's like big time hating. And I, I'm just not understanding why you would do that. Vivica Fox, why why would you do that? Why would you just basically just act like Taraji is on an island by herself? You know, but of course, Monika says something about this too, as far as, you know, wanting to get paid or coins. And now is Vivica Fox a better actress then Taraji, I'm going to say no. I think Taraji has been in bigger movies than Vivica Fox, but we're not going to act like Vivica Fox and, and, um, and Booty Call and Vivica Fox and um, who could play that game. Like she, you know what I mean? She definitely didn't, did some roles. Uh, Stoney set it off. She's definitely had some big roles. You know what I mean? But she isn't Taraji and Baby Boy. She's not that. You know what I mean? Cookie line. She ain't doing nothing like that. 
I mean, Taraji done had some roles, man. And I, I just don't like, I just, I, I just think we gotta, we, we gotta stand together. You know what I mean? And, and I think the time, Vivica, the timing of what you said just wasn't good. It just wasn't, it just wasn't good timing for what you said. Now you could feel that way, but I just think that the timing of what you said, it, it, you know, based on what's going on with the color purple and, and how Taraji had to call Oprah to get some things situated. I just think the timing was just not good at all. And for that reason, man, I'm giving you this, this player hater award, man. This hater segment is going to you because I don't, I just feel like what you did was hating. It was hating on Taraji trying to get the bag for, for the up and coming artists, up and coming actresses. And yeah, man, this, this player hater segment is going to you, Vivica. come on man we not we not doing that man we are not doing that man i i don't i don't like it and i just don't understand like i just don't understand but you know what's gonna happen you know what I mean? when, when taraji see you <laughs> when taraji see you she might have something to say and it might go something like this She might have, she might want to say that to you. You know what I mean? Shout out the new Mano, man. But she might she might want to say that to you. And I'm and I'm not gonna be mad at her if she does. I'm not gonna be mad at her if she does, man. I'm definitely not. But um, yeah, man. We gonna we gonna <laughs> we definitely gonna get back into the you know what I mean? Some some more relationship talk. We we gonna transition out of that, man. We're gonna transition out of that and get into get into you know some some other things. Um, it's a new year. People got New Year's resolutions, and you know everybody got things that they're trying to accomplish, new goals, new this, that, and the third. One of my things I'm trying to get more into and get back, and I, I guess kind of like not get get more into, but just get you know do it bigger. I think just do it bigger is is you know getting back into the market and. And like making my money work for me more than it, it has been. Has I been in the stock market? Yes, I have been. I've definitely been in the market. I've definitely been doing my thing. I actually beat the market last year by 23%, which for someone that only been in the game for like, what, maybe like two years, that's a pretty big number. Clap it up for me for beating the market for about 23%. But market clap. That's a big number for real. 23%. I mean, I think most people beat the, you know what I mean? The market usually gives you about uh, 17 or 18%. Um, most index funds might give you around, you know, 17, 18%. 23% is a, is a good number, I think. And I want to, I want to go even bigger this year. Like I want to get to up to like thirty percent, beating the market by thirty percent. I want to have days where where my money's making money and I'm getting, you know what I mean, fifteen twenty percent a day. You know, of course you're going. It's going to go up and down. You're going to have some losses. So 
I want to know which stocks are y'all investing in. You know what 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 do y'all got going on investing wise, real estate, um, you know entrepreneurship. Like what y'all got going on that way. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna kind of put a couple of stocks out there that I kind of personally invest in myself. And um, one of those is Realty Income. That's one. Um, Apple. I'm definitely in Apple. PayPal is another one that I'm in that uh, I'm actually pretty pleased with because I use PayPal a lot. So I'm pretty pleased with that. Um, my shorty wop knows that I'm <laughs> that you know I use that PayPal a lot, especially with her. But uh, you know, Eli Lilly is something I just got into. Now I did make a mistake when Nvidia last year, and I was in Nvidia. I was in Nvidia at a very low price, like in the hundreds, and I sold my Nvidia, and it boomed up to like five hundred. Like, and I still to this day regret it. I'm still mad about not just holding my my position with Nvidia, especially with all this artificial intelligence and all this you know security and tech going on. I don't know why I got out of my NVIDIA position. I was in a prime position with NVIDIA and I got out of it. It just wasn't smart. It just wasn't a smart move by me. I regret it every single day. Uh, but, you know, I, I've gotten another position in it, but it's nowhere near the position I was at at all. And that's just upsetting, man. Uh, it's very upsetting. Um. Yeah, man, this is just very, very upsetting, man. Very upsetting. I'm trying. I'm looking into, you know, kind of getting into DraftKings, anything like that. Anything that I think sports gambling is involved with, I think is going to start booming pretty soon as well. I mean, we see all these commercials about sports gambling all over the place. ESPN just launched their own gambling site, Prize Picks, DraftKings. Um, you know, I mean, they're just all over the place. I think that sports betting is something that's not going anywhere. So if you don't have a position in a sports betting app um definitely try to get one um i don't have one currently but i'm gonna i'm waiting i'm just waiting for draft kings to get to the number that i wanted to get to so i can get in um what other positions do i have uh, that i'm holding right now google definitely hold one of them amazon of course amazon's not going nowhere and that's definitely something that you could definitely hold i don't have any stock in tesla and i don't have any stock in meta but I'm waiting for the right time to get into those those positions. And that that's something that I've learned. Shout out to Wall Street Chapper. Um, I learned a lot from him in regards to, you know, this stock game. And I think the main thing about it is just knowing when to get in and knowing when to get out. You know what I mean? But but more importantly, knowing when to get in. Um and that that's the main thing. And, and that's part of the reason why I don't have a position in Tesla. Well, I don't have a position in Meta because I don't want to get in at a 52-week high. I don't want to do that. I want to get in at a good price. Um, hopefully, that's going to be sooner or later. I am going to start um, using probably the S&P for my checking account. And I'm going to probably purchase a Treasury yield as well, which is, I think, right now, giving back five points. What is it? five percent i believe right now on a year annually uh just things like that so i'm kind of trying to get further away from banks now of course you should have a savings and some sort of checking account in a bank 
Um, but you know, why I send it, your money's not really making no money. So I'm trying to basically spread my money in different places, but a lot more of it going in the market than not. Um, so yeah, man, tap in with me. Let me know what stocks y'all investing in right now. Any sleepers out there that you, that you can find. Um, we're always looking for a sleeper, something that, you know, is under the radar that has a good dividend yield. Um, anything with, you know, any type of, you know, monthly dividend is definitely something that's always good. Uh, I do have hands right now, craft hands, um, local company, um, just for the dividend. As far as numbers wise, it's doing okay. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to see what else y'all got going on out here. You know what I mean? We all trying to get to the bag, man. All trying to get to the bag. And we know that market prints money every day. We know that market prints money every day. You're going to take some losses, but throughout a calendar year, you should be getting more wins than losses. That, that You know what I mean? That's As long as you, you know, kind of can do it how you need to do it, you should be getting more wins and losses. And that's what I'm looking for. So tap in with me. Let me know what stocks y'all investing in. And you know what I mean? I, you know, I, I've told y'all some of my portfolio. I didn't tell y'all all of it. I told y'all some of my portfolio. But yeah, man, we getting to the bag. We we going bigger into the stock this year, and um, yeah, man, that's that's yeah. We got we getting out of here, man. We getting out of here. But I did want to I did want to kind of get into you know a little bit of a stock talk, um, with y'all. But that's it, man. That's all we got for this episode, man. You got an episode ninety milestone episode. And yeah, just another mellow episode, man. It's another mellow episode. But definitely, definitely get get with me as far as that that conversation that we was talking about, uh, in in regards to the respect level in the bedroom. Okay, so I'm looking for some feedback on what stocks y'all investing in, what passive income y'all y'all trying to get at for this year, 2024. Yeah, man, get at me, man. You got an episode 90, we out of here, man. Hasta la vista, arrivederci. Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumper, get y'all news, get y'all news out the blogs, man. That's that's not like y'all. And it's upsetting me for real, for real, when I think about it. Shout out Snow Allegra. Oh my goodness. And Division. This jam right here is a classic. Oh, and I got I forgot, man. Why did they have that man that jumped that jumped over the judges uh bench muzzled up? We're not muzzling black people out here in 2024, are we? 
we gonna get into that next episode. But I didn't like what I, I didn't like that at all. You got it. We out of here, Jim.